Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. excited about all that um i don't should we just get kicked into high gear welcome to quality time everybody we're here once again jeremy i'm sorry i'm I'm also joined by my blood my brother jeremy p woodworth jeremy how are you sir hey now i'm okay i'm fine no problems Uh, wow there's just regular jeremy woodworth on the show today everything just works fine and no frustration at all nope everything's good Oh, you were having some Zoom issues before that. When Jeremy, if technology ever fucks with Jeremy, it is he's about to fly off the handle. Oh, I'm fine. I'm just just fine. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to rip down the walls next to him. Uh, we're also joined by the very lovely, the very uh, dog-sitting Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? It's like you don't know me at all. I've got cats today. <laughs> oh, my, my baby. Cat-sitting? Yeah, two kitties. I get to come home today. I'm happy about. I feel I'm, like I feel like cat sitting is the of all the sitting has to be the easiest of them. Yes, right. Yeah. They cats are yeah. already lazy. I would never even hire a sitter for cats. I would just put food out and say good luck. <laughs> well, like you want to know if you're gone for a week that your cats are still alive. But no, the reason I had to stay for this one and I do sometimes stay is because it's so far away. It doesn't make sense for me to drive back every day. True to that. check on the cats. So, so now, I come home today, so I'm excited. Well, hurrah, hooray. That's exciting. Um I got a I got I got one story to tell you guys um before we get into today's movie because I do have a I had a I had an eventful weekend, right? So, uh I, we did the murder mystery down in uh, Ocean City with uh there's Ravens players there. It was a fun time had by all. Um but <laughs> Of course, I did something to embarrass myself. Uh, I'm sitting out after the show on the balcony, uh, kind of outdoor area. Uh, we're having drinks. It's a fun time. And um, a couple of 98 Rock listeners are uh, talking to Justin and I. And Justin is weaving a clear lie about his life and how he lost his virginity. And it's it's such an outlandish story. You'll never, it's, it's clearly like, I'm like, okay, this is, these are lies. Okay. I like it. So I was like, I doubled down 
And I start telling him about how uh, I lost my virginity. Uh, it was actually an above ground pool. My dad built a 40 foot pole in the middle of it. And it was like a high dive. And I gaped my asshole open as he dove penis first into me. And that's how I lost my virginity. And as I'm telling the story, the four people that we're talking to, they're laughing, having a big hoot. But I see Justin's eyes slowly backing away, away from the situation like, Okay, I need to leave. And I couldn't understand. I was like, what is he what is he doing? Um, then I turned around. I realized that I was yelling this story at these people, and right behind me was just a beautiful African American family eating dinner, horrified at this, <laughs> at this tale. <laughs> So uh, I, I I embarrassed myself a little bit, but uh, you know, good times had by all. Um, I were they really African or were they just black? Uh, you know, I didn't ask. I didn't ask. I just assumed. So just assumed they were from Africa because they were black. But I, I said African American more than anything, which I believe is the preferred nomenclature these days. But you know, whatever you know, whatever you want to be called is fine. I just call people black. Okay, thanks. Really, the only time African American makes sense. Well, the only time the phrase African American really makes sense is in that movie Coming to America. That is true. Friday night, uh, uh, I was uh, found in my hotel room, almost in the bed, almost. I was uh, half of my body was asleep on a bed, and then uh, Tommy then rolled me the rest of the way in and threw a sheet over me, and it was very nice of him because I checked myself out i was like i think i've had enough i'm gonna more and i just went up and went to passed out and it, it was clear that i had op- I, I had the intention of having another beer because there was a full one unopened next to me that i didn't even muster the strength to open at all i just went this is enough and out i went like a light but hey we're here we're back again and uh Oh, okay. Jeremy's showing us a picture of the guy who is this the guy from your story, Jeremy? Yes. I just, oh, you, I'm glad he showed us this picture. I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> I like. I'll, let's reveal. Let's conceal his identity. Nobody in the world knows who he is anyway. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, I, word gets around, names get around. I don't want to destroy anybody. Oh, that's true. You know, that's so. true. You're very anti-cancel culture, and I like that. I like that about you, Jeremy. I say more stupid things than any other person in this world, so, you know. Yeah. I I still love blacks. That is true. Don't get him started on the Irish. He calls them filthy uh, potato eaters all the time. The drop of a hat. Oh, don't get me started with the Irish. (laughs) Honestly, I think we'll live in a fair world. Where people like Eric and Jeremy are represented, like on SAT questionnaires, and they're like, "Hey, what are you?" And there will be an option that says "reindeer fucker." Hell yeah, that's our that's our word, Ashley. As, as the Italians would say, <laughs> I'm just I'm just I prefer to be called a mutt. So, oh, a mutt. Ooh, you know, mutts are some of the smartest animals. You know, because they got a they're not they're not inbred. <laughs> Good one. I'm also hoping that they also have another option for people like Eric, who are both Norwegian and gay, and it's called Norquegian. Norquegian? Quegian. I like that, yeah. Uh, or I could call myself a uh, 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 sweet man dish. 
Um, what else is there? Uh, sweet man dish. You didn't like that one. Um, uh, no. Isn't every man every man gay after ten years of marriage because you don't get sex with a woman anyway? Um, no. Um, I still very much. I mean, <laughs> having sex. I'm like it's like CSI. You're just like I'm not gay, but I do have sex with men. <laughs> that means you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> so hey. I got news. I'll say, boys, you're being unfair, Jeremy. Be nicer to your brother. We all know what happens after ten years. You got to find a new part of her you like, like your feet. Oh yeah, feet. I just use the crook of her elbow and just fold it over in me and like that. It's good. I love the underarm flap. The underarm flap. Jeremy, I went to, you know, I went to Jeremy's house on Monday, too. I guess we could bring this up. That's quality time material. Jeremy called me over to fix his computer, because if you remember last week, Jeremy had to leave the podcast because it went down. Jeremy, uh, would you like to tell us, tell the listeners what was actually wrong with your computer? No, but I will. <laughs> yeah, my, my laptop was plugged in downstairs before I brought it upstairs to use it for last week's podcast podcast and um unbeknownst to me uh it was plugged into the computer but the plug was not plugged into an actual outlet mm. and um yeah the battery died <laughs> it was just had a battery <laughs> um, so of course when the screen went down it said locked out i was like oh this is horrible this, I, i'm probably being hacked and during the podcast, I get Venmo things that somebody's trying to hack your Venmo. I'm like, oh, good. That's great. That's what I want to fucking. So I thought I was just being cyber attacked. And then when Eric came over on Monday, uh, I plugged in the computer. I'm like, oh, it just needed to be hard. <laughs> so Eric wasted a uh, 40 40- trip to my house oh it's not a waste we spent time together hey it definitely wasn't a waste i won't i won't say that i was glad i didn't actually have to do stuff after i got there i was like oh nice are you on the new computer now because i did install zoom on the new computer for you uh um no son of a bitch (laughs) son of a bitch so um the other thing is too now, Ashley. Uh, we've talked about Jeremy's house has been a, a, a subject of this podcast many episodes, uh, and uh, yeah. I will say, Jeremy, this is the least filthy I've seen your house. It's not clean. I want to be clear with that. Not clean. But I went down. I, there was multiple places I looked at. I was like, you know what? I'd be willing to actually sit down here, and I did. Um, and then. Uh, so he sat there, had a couple of brews, and then Jeremy, you and I, we we had a little jam sesh down in the basement. Jeremy got to see my drumming skills, which he tries not to laugh at. Sometimes Jerry does this thing that if you do something really poorly, he just goes <laughs> like this and he laughs uncontrollably. Um, but he did he only laughed a little bit at me, and then I started to get a, my my two beats that I can do. <laughs> So. Well, that makes me happy that you you guys uh, spent time together. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy, I know what that's like when it's like the day is falling apart. I wanted to let you have your moment, but I was a little suspicious when you thought you were being hacked all different directions. I was like, I don't know who would be trying to steal Jeremy Woodworth's identity, but if they want it, they can have it. No, there um, was there was a little bit more to that because the last couple times I've logged into this laptop. Uh, a Chinese name was on my edge um, and I never use edge. I always use Google. So somebody opened up a, an edge page 
I just put that down. Do you think think they're the Chinese version of you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the upside down, Jeremy. Michael Shannon, Jeremy. Well, I I like to imagine that they hacked your Venmo, and then as soon as they saw it, they had accrued so much debt the second they got it. They were like, no, 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 back out, back out, back out. Don't do this. Have you also ever listened to that one YouTuber who uh, he he pretends to be an old lady when he when people call him and he'll get like Indian scammers on the phone and walk yes. through the whole thing and they were like okay and now I just click this into my bank account no ma'am no no yeah. and they're just screaming at it. but I I wanted the money he's like ma'am no no they, he's wasted like forty five minutes of their time uh, That's you know what. He'll pretend to get in the car to drive to the bank for them. I'm getting in my cutlass. (laughs) One of my favorites is um, I have Cash App, and it's been hacked uh, several times. And it always makes me giggle when I see where they've tried to use my account because I don't keep anything in there. So I get to watch them as they keep getting declined. So like this girl went to a coach outlet and got declined for $150. And then she tried to buy a soda for $1.50 and she got declined. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this cash app isn't working. Son of a Very funny. I'm like, bitch, I'm poor. Like, go for it. Like, run it up. Run it up. Try it anywhere. I don't give a shit. Like, knock yourself out. Yeah. That's good. I like, you know what? I like when a scammer gets scammed. You know, one thing I, uh, I used to work at, uh, Fast Signs. Okay. It was an old job I had. And, Mm -hmm. uh, we would get scam calls all the time, like anybody else. And me and, um, they would ask for the owner. Uh, but I would always get, if I got a scammer, I would, and I knew it was when I was on the phone with them, I would tell them that the owner's name, like as part of the phishing thing, it was named Jack. There's no Jack that works there at all. So mm-hmm. if I knew somebody called for Jack, they don't know, they haven't even done the baseline of homework to make this work. So I know they're full of shit, right? And so if anybody ever called for Jack, me and uh, one of the designers in the back named Jonas, we would... We would play ping pong with them person. They're like, hold on, we're going to transfer you now. And you let it ring. And Jonas would pick up and he'd go, hey, what's up? We're trying to reach Jack. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Jackson shipping. Jackson shipping. We don't have a shipping part. He goes like that. And then he passes it back to me. And I go, hello? Yeah. Is this Jack? I was like, oh, no, I think Jack's over in receiving. Can you give me a minute real quick? And we would do, we had one lady steaming i mean furiously mad they were like i just need to speak to him i need to speak to him i was like uh, I, ma'am if you can't calm down i'm trying to transfer you don't do not transfer me <laughs> transfer <her> again <laughs> and the will of like how long she would do it is uh, was just the best part every time me and jonas would be just crying on the other side like, <laughs> this idiot oh it was so fun did I ever tell you boys about how when we lived in Hagerstown uh, several years ago, someone stole a chainsaw and some other like lawn stuff from us and my dad lost his shit. So my dad set up a fake um, like a sting that he was selling certain items on Facebook to track down the guy. And he found the guy that stole our shit and dad turned him into the police. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, nice my dad's like that was an expensive chainsaw and dad had like saved all the records of like the serial number and everything so yeah i think he tried to i can't remember i'd have to ask doug but i think he like tried to hire the guy to cut shit down Mm -hmm. 
And so then when he brought the chainsaw, dad verified it was his chainsaw. And he's like, you're not getting away. This is America. This is my shit. You steal from people. <laughs> Get him. Get him, big Papa Pontius. Oh, yeah. That's Fuck crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a... Uh, it's it's good. I like when people get uh, you know a good thief gets their justice. Like any of those videos, of the guys stealing bikes. There's part of me that feels bad when they when I know that this is gonna be they're gonna be yanked off of this bike after about fifty feet because they have a, a giant cord attached to it. And I'm like mm. something in there's like, man, this is really bad. But God, I kind of love it. It's hard for me to just say <laughs> you didn't deserve that right there. I. I also love the um, Amazon packages because people get their packages stolen and they start filling up empty boxes. I feel like there's a real market for people to start filling up boxes with dead fetuses. Oh, yeah. That would be good. And you open it up and you're like, what am I going to do with a bunch of dead babies? (laughs) I don't know. The only thing is that with my kind of friends, they're like, look at all the dead fetuses. I have so many jars at home waiting to fill them. Um, I have so many pickled pugs. What do you do with them? You sell the dead fetuses to politicians so they can live forever. Everyone knows that. I mean, that's true. Free stem cells. Fuck yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, I wanted to um, I wanted to kick off this week's movie because Ashley, you picked a you picked a banger of a film this week. Yes. Or is it was it Jeremy? Jeremy. Jeremy. Okay, Jeremy, your pick this week. The Raw Head Rex, which I'm uh, I'm excited. Now, we haven't had new music uh, on the episode in quite some time. And I, this is a song isn't a total spoiler, but I feel like I poured my heart into it. And uh, just a little short ditty for you guys. Uh, this is my Raw Head Rex song to get us into the mood for this 1986 classic. everybody I feel like that would be the uh the tv miniseries version of the of of the uh intro music for this this show 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I think we could do that. Like, if we 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 make it mainstream on TNT, this is the intro to the show. It's pretty much the same as True Detective, I think. It is. It is a little True Detective-y. I went. I went with. I wanted it to have a little Spanish flair. I couldn't tell yeah. you why I wanted that. Uh, it's just kind of what happened. Well, you know, Eric, that song definitely gave me a case of anorexia. <laughs> 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 anorexia and effects baby uh is there so- any way you could share some of that um that little cover of um um uh, night moves from last night uh probably i could play, pull up night moves a little bit i, I could probably play it through here because it's on my on my telephone currently jeremy jeremy dropped me off last night because i got drunk at the rugby formal and i made him come pick me up because i'm a responsible adult um uh and he he came over and um uh jeremy played a little tune let me see if i have this here you don't have to play the whole thing but just There you go. Slow pan. Oh, I know the other one was much better because that was. You don't know that I even got that. I don't think you got it because I when you did it. I don't remember. I'll go look through. You know, stay to the end of the episode. I'll rip the I'll rip quality audio for it so you can hear Jeremy's night moves. That was a minute and a half, and it was good because it was more about winter time. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, you know, Jeremy, I love the song "Night Moves." In fact. When I have late night diarrhea, I sit on my toilet and I go, night poops. Working on the night <laughs> poops. Back, back in the day, I tried to get in touch with uh, Shusha when she was big. And I tried to act, ask if she could do a cover of Night Moves. And it would be called Night Gloop. Night Gloop. <laughs> night Poop. Working on my night poops. Yeah, all the time. But nobody, every week. But no, no matter how many envelopes of semen i sent her she never got back with me (laughs) (laughs) envelopes of semen that should be your album well you know that if you don't put it in a baggie it just seals the envelope that's (laughs) it (laughs) yeah it's just like when when she opens it up it looks like it it just looks like a crushed wafer in there like (laughs) is this the body of christ that was mailed to me Another sticky envelope. What is this? <laughs> he never opens it and just throws it in the garbage. Gosh. Ashley, are you familiar with the 90s sensation Shusha? She was fun believable. No. She was this weird, uh, like, Eastern European lady that had a kid's show. He was like, it's called, it's called Brazil. Is it Brazil? Okay, it was Brazilian. I apologize. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she spoke uh, barely any English, but she was on Saturday mornings on, like, Channel 14 or something. And it was like, Shusha, oh. she's fun believable. She even had Shusha Barbie dolls and everything. And you know who owned one? Uh, Jeremy Woodworth. And that's creepy because he was, like, 19 or 20. Um <laughs> Hey, he's got a sex, sex, oh no, I was going to say healthy sex drive. I was going to say he has a sexy health drive. I was like, no. Sexy health drive. I have a sexy health drive. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is I can hear myself going, Jeremy's sexy. Jeremy's, I was like, that's not. 
Uh, <laughs> so, Rawhead Rex, this is the... Uh, this is the first real big break for our boy Clive Barker. Uh, this first adaptation that got made into a movie uh, from his Books of Blood series. You know, most notably Hellraiser, probably being the most successful of his adaptations. They get later ones like Lord of Illusions and stuff like that. But Rawhead Rex was his first big break. And to this very day, Clive Barker hates this movie so goddamn much. He <laughs> cannot stand it. Have you ever seen the... Uh, because he's a very talented artist as well, so he's done a lot of his own illustrations. Have you ever seen the illustration of the actual Rawhead Rex? Where it is just Good. a giant penis head uh, <laughs> on like a ghoulish monster? Oh, man. I, I Instead, you just got this weird ogre with a one latex mask over it. It does. It looks real fake. There's that one part where I see Rawhead Rex in this movie. I'm like, that looks like a real fucking monster. I, I almost don't notice the neckline of the mask that's clearly coming up where the shoulder pad is at certain scenes. Like, Look, look, you know, I the original artistic expression of Rawhead Rex I can't put my hand on it. What it is I like about it. Jeremy, I don't have enough towels. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but no, I, I kind of with this one, it seems like something out of a World of Warcraft game, but yeah. on a really tight budget. Yeah, it was just like, uh, you know, like, uh, what I want is a seven foot uh, lanky nude man uh, with a uh, penis for an actual head. Um, okay, what we can do, uh, Clive, is actually we're gonna um, we're gonna give uh, we're gonna expose Justice Chest. We're gonna make him look like he's a, a backup in Guar, and he also will have a mask uh, that is Guar quality. Not anything better than that, though. That's the best we can do, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna live with it. That's it. So, Jeremy, why Rawhead Rex though for you? It it definitely has uh, Sam Raimi elements to it, and uh, I, I thought the uh, the acting was was pretty darn funny, and the characters were pretty funny. Even though the the only real uh, weak point is just the, is just the bad mask for Rawhead because his mouth is always open like some stupid. Uh, I don't know. Kind of like down, down rawhead, you know. Yeah, he has a touch of down syndrome. Like from the first scene when he comes out, he's just like, "Give me bouncy balls." Uh, I have awakened from my slumber. Take me to your Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, I, I hate to say, I, I I did enjoy reading the short story after seeing the movie and and realizing how much better you you get to uh, actually uh, read the story from his perspective. And how the first guy that he murders, he's like holding him up by the head. And he's like, how puny these humans are compared to former humans thousands of years ago. Look how small and, and well shaved they are. It's like compared to real mountain men that I fought back in the past that were real mortals to fight. So he is a walking guar character in this movie. Like you could just if you told me that was the new odorous, I'm like, I believe it. That's got to be him. <laughs> Also, I do like the fact that he doesn't say anything because if they made him say stuff, it would, it would be, probably be kind of stupid with a bad voicing. 
So, hey, as a woman, I always love when a man doesn't speak. <laughs> mm. Oh, I am excited though that Clive Barker hates this movie so much. Uh, he he's it's one of the things he keeps teasing that he will he wants to get funding to make a, a remake Rawhead Rex uh, in the way that he wants it to look. Which I was like, you know what? I think we could use a reboot of Rawhead Rex. This is not this is rebootable a hundred percent. So yeah, if this new uh, Hellraiser turns out, huh? You want to get we get a new Rawhead Rex, maybe a Midnight Meat Train. That's Jeremy's favorite story is the Midnight Meat Train, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh, it, it's one of the, the few uh, Ted Raimi's where his eyeball pops out of his head. So oh, I, I gotta <laughs> gotta love it. You know, my I have so many nicknames, and I had another nickname which was Midnight Meat Train because <laughs> guys would only text me after. Oh. Uh, so the uh, the let's go over the star-studded cast real quick. Uh, I, I will say the best actor in this is definitely the guy who plays uh, uh, Father O'Brien, the guy who gets the guy who gets pissed on. He is great in this movie. Every scene, he, he's such a cock in it, <laughs> and he's like he's like you do this for God. He is a god, and then <laughs> just, I love it because this is the enthusiasm I bring to a Guar show. Like he would be a good guy to bring. They were like, of course, they are ancient monsters from years past. Uh, so I do, I do like him. Uh, the main character, though, uh, wow, I did some googling about him. Uh, his name is David Duke, and wow, <laughs> there is a lot. <laughs> yikes of him on the internet uh apparently not real friendly he's part of a, a little group of people he likes to call him a clan uh real scary fella uh, oh wait oh this is david dukes okay wow uh i have ruined a lot of show prep here um who this isn't the racist one okay okay we're good we're good wait <laughs> But if they're in Ireland, it still counts. They're racist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck them then. Um, <laughs> this is good. Uh, I, uh, I, do, I do like him, though. But just to, like, jump around the story, uh, hit the, the antithesis of his acting in this movie is the scene where his son gets eaten in the car. And first of all, the idea of why they both have to watch their daughter take a piss in the bush is already beyond me. I'm like, why are we, why is this a two parent operation? It's never, Hey, I've raised two children and had to wipe asses for the last 12 years now. And it, it, I've never said, Hey hun, I need a hand with this. Uh, unless it was to, it was a full blowout where you need to just, I need somebody to remove clothes while, and start wash. And I will hold them Wait. like baby Simba. Oh, wait, are we still talking about the kids or you? Yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but when he goes and sees the monster, he runs over with the enthusiasm of somebody who's like maybe left the brownies in for a, maybe an extra minute. He's like, oh, sh oh, shucks. And, and yeah. then he goes to a gate that he's clearly already walked through and he stops like, huh, how can I get there in time? Like, you open the gate. Literally, that's exactly what you do. <laughs> Instead, he just watches he, his son get fucking bald. <laughs> he has the parental enthusiasm of a you know i don't know ramsey parent <laughs> oh sweet john benet you know that would be good rawhead rex killed uh john benet ramsey you know Aww. that would be that would be good right it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> so uh the uh 
I love. I also like the other really crappy Reverend Reverend Coot, who who just doesn't understand that nothing bad could ever happen here. This is a house of God. <laughs> he just constantly putting I his have, head down. I have my my special help, but Devlin taking care of things. What could go wrong? It's not like he was consumed by the devil. Not a problem at all. But uh, so the movie kicks off right from uh, right into high gear, and it is very funny how he just gets he gets a uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six entry. You know, he's like uh, these two farmers, like you know, this ancient obelisk that's just been sitting in the middle of my gash darn potato field. It's gotta go, uh, and so. <laughs> They start, and nothing, I like that they're hitting it with like a digging bar, and there's clearly smoke, mystical smoke that's well, coming out of it, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, my other favorite thing is right before that smoke comes out is the storm that's coming in, and yeah. it's like so insane, and I'm like, that storm came in faster than me getting IBS. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no storm front that moves in that fast. And... As soon as that storm rolls in and he's trying to move the obelisk, it gets hit by fucking lightning, zaps the guy, and Rawhead Rex comes out of the ground, breaking the stone as if he is about to beat up all of the Power Rangers. Like like Lord Zed just zapped him down to earth, like, I'm free! just starts uh, and i love how fucking hard he goes right for them he's not just like oh i'm a scary monster he's like no i fucking break rocks the second i'm here god i'm pissed <laughs> so uh and i also enjoy the acting of the of that uh of that rural uh irish farmer who just he every face he makes he's like hey, i'm straining <laughs> like he just looks like the biggest goofball performance i've ever seen my favorite, though, as we're getting into it, it's probably the pregnant lady. Oh, the pregnant lady is really good. She is really good. So, uh, tech, uh, he rises from the dirt. Uh, Howard, who's, uh, uh, Howard is our main character, How Howard Hellenbeck. He's, uh, uh, an American professor who's traveled to Ireland to research some, uh, items of religious significance. And uh, what's, what's his name again? Uh, Howard Hellenbeck. 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 Hellan back. Ooh. Hellen. Whoa, dude. Um, so, but I like that he's supposed also, to be my a. Favorite from, uh, my favorite character from Hellraiser, Frank Hellenback. <laughs> I, I like. Uh, I like the idea though that he is a. Uh, he's a professor, so it's not. This isn't just a trip. He's doing research. And and he's using a Polaroid camera to to capture these moments. I find that to be very hilarious for some reason. Because like well, I've never seen a research being done with Polaroids. The only thing that's happening there uh, are real shitty family photos or child pornography. Those are the only well, two things would happen with those. Was it research though, or was it just like genealogy stuff he was doing? Uh, I thought it was. It's. Uh, I believe I it was wrong. research. I I just remembered doing the genealogy thing. I also love his cunty wife. I love that she bitches the entire trip and she's like, I hate it here. And he's like, okay, great. Hey, the happiest <laughs> she is is after their child dies in this movie. <laughs> her, her attitude actually improves. So uh, Howard, then uh, he goes to a local church and meets uh, Deacon O'Brien. Now, uh, 
now during that opening scene, uh, O'Brien also gets zapped by the stained glass window and somehow gets hypnotized when he touches like the, the main box in there. He's like, Oh man. And just all of a sudden he is, we, we are to understand that he's now, uh, under the control of the raw head racks. Which uh, uh, is, I guess, fine. Whatever. Um, he then uh, later they um, the images flash before his eyes. The experience apparently destroys O'Brien's sanity. Afterwards, though, Howard inquires about the church parish's records. Uh, but uh, the other guy, uh, Pastor Coote, says uh, we can arrange him to have a look at him later. So uh, later, a man arrives home. Uh, uh, at the home of local Dennis and Jenny. He discovers a clearly traumatized Jenny. Uh, the police have arrived at the scene to investigate. Meanwhile, Rawhead uh, drags Dennis's dead body through the forest and comes upon a trailer park. Uh, a teenager named Andy is trying to make out with his girlfriend and the two teens head into the woods. Soon after, Howard sees Rawhead on top of a distant hill with Andy's head in his hand. Like this, like, rah. I also loved that scene of the two teenagers because I felt very seen as a woman in that moment where she's like, hey, I came out here to talk to me. And he's like, ah, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I, These I are felt the f- very seen by that. I also like that we're keeping on with a trend since the movie uh, 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 Cruising of, of having sex in the woods. Um, it's I don't know why. I've never, I've never uh, committed an act of coitus uh, in a woodland before. So I've never had sex in the woods. I have had sex in a public park. <laughs> oh, a public park. Okay. Yeah, when I was when I was in uh, Melbourne, I did suck off my date on a park bench in mm. a public park in the in the evening in in Melbourne because nice. that was a ten out of ten experience. I, uh, I one time, um, got, uh, I, I've been drunk in Publix before, but then they just kicked me out and I had to go to Giant. Um, so, (laughs) (laughs) see, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, so, uh, Afterwards, Howard speaks again with Coot, and he tells them the church parish records have been stolen, uh, but that's because O'Brien destroyed... Oh, yeah. And then Father O'Brien destroys his Polaroid camera, just stomps it and goes, ha, 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 you fucking idiots, <laughs> which I thought was pretty fun, you know? So the family goes to hit the road again, but on the road, Howard's daughter has to go to the bathroom. Uh, so Howard pulls over and lets her go. Uh, finally, he sees, hears a scream, and it's his son who's actually reading Marvel Comics Secret Wars, the UK version. So, which uh, is rumored to be what's going on with the Marvel Cinematic Universe as they build towards Secret Wars currently with the multiverse of madness and all this stuff. Um, so, uh, very, very exciting there. Uh, and luckily, uh, unfortunately, the b- boy gets fucking ripped to shreds as his dad helplessly watches on a very easily uh, uh, scalable fence or to just open it. And uh, but uh, you see his bloody shoe as the as he gets dragged off into the woods and he goes looking for him. Uh, but they do show on the back seat there. The comics are fine. And that is what I'm most worried about in this scene. So that's horrible. <laughs> What, the comics? No, well then, well, Sue, here's my question that you don't have to answer on the pod. Have it, was have it, Eric. Which kid are you more sad about if they get eaten by raw head rex? <laughs> 
Oh, um, probably barley. Um, <laughs> so, uh, now, uh, after that, Rawhead arrives at the, uh, at the church, or, okay, infuriated at this because he can't find it and the police aren't solving anything, Howard returns to the church and he discovers that there's a secret weapon because there's a piece of stained glass that's actually swapped with another piece over here. And he's like, ooh, it looks like this one defeated Rawhead Rex because he had some kind of weird stone thing like that. Ooh. Which is, I feel like, I was like, I guess it's kind of a cool plot point to figure out that there's a weapon against him. But it's like, are you telling me for like the last hundreds of years that this church has probably existed? Nobody ever just looked at you like, have you ever noticed that this doesn't really fit in this stained glass and that probably it goes right in this missing piece? Yeah, probably not. Probably doesn't mean anything. I just, <laughs> why did it take this guy to, to figure it out? I don't, I don't get it, but uh, fun plot point, I guess, nonetheless. And uh, he thinks now that there's a weapon to defeat the monster. Uh, Howard then leaves, and then Coot uh, uh, curiously touches the altar, but resists the temptations uh, of the images that it shows him. So Coot doesn't get mind-controlled. He's strong enough uh, to do it. And I like also that it's just he is supposed to be a respected man named Coot. So uh, that's just another point. I've never... Every time I hear the word a name Coot, I I just imagine him spitting tobacco while he's saying his name. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But maybe that's yep. just the American in me. Whenever I think of Coot, I always think of Congressman Cooter from the uh, Dukes of Hazard. So ah, oh, another tie back to our main actor, David Dukes. <laughs> there you go. So, just some good old boys, hated blacks. So uh. Shortly after this, I, I guess uh, uh, there was like one part I, th I feel like we missed there uh, in that trailer park scene because like Rawhead Rex goes really hard in the trailer park. I mean, ridiculously hard. He knocks over an entire trailer and then that guy tries to leave and he bites his face off. They try to shoot him and... He the way he runs, it's definitely the fakest scene in the whole world where you can actually see the mask like flopping off of like the chest part, like like that. He's running like the ultimate warrior at them. Uh, skipped over the uh, the girlfriend running back to the trailer park. Uh, yes, where she's running back to the trailer park just with the hand of her boyfriend that's been lopped off completely. Yes, <laughs> that's one of our our main Raimi moments from the film. So, but baby, I ain't holding your hand. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was some good violence that uh, that goes down there, and then eventually somebody just shoots him, and then just shoots a propane tank. It just blows up a trailer and brawlhead wreck. He's fine. He's good. He's not, he's not even worried about it. barely faced. Oh, wait a second. There's people in that trailer. Hell with that. Shoot the propane tank. Kill it. I want it dead <laughs> right now. <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, now that get a propane tank into the monster's mouth and then shoot it. That's how I would do it. That's how they, that's how you would kill jaws. I'll tell you that. Uh, definitely not an oxygen tank. Would do it whilst crushing a Narragansett in your hand. And then name your dog, your golden retriever after Quint's name. The, oh, hey, you know, you know, you know what beer Jeremy had at his offered me when I went to his house on Monday, uh, Ashley. Okay, Narragansett. It was the it was the really cheap beer from the movie Jaws. He 
unironically bought it. They still make it the same design from Jaws because it's like a selling point for them. They can make Quint commercials and everything. You know, he's a so. Narragansett. Crush it like Quint. A Narragansett can. It's not, like, it's not like a Bud Light lime can. It's like a Dull's Ice can. <laughs> or when, when you make like a, a, a small submarine and put it in your in your bathtub in your house because <laughs> you don't have a pool. So. <laughs> 30 African families go go to Ocean City. One Eric shows up. 30 families leave. <laughs> I was in there swimming around with the other African Americans talking about how my dad had fucked my asshole as a child. And they couldn't even finish a single chicken tender the second I told them that I had been penetrated by my father. Do you see this scar? It's a mental scar from Eric talking to people at the resort. People, people say I'd like to tell the story from their perspective. This mother crap. Oh, damn it. Hmm? Okay, and that was Jeremy's take. Good bit there. Really enjoyed that. Hopefully he'll be back soon as he it looked like as if he just unplugged it and went shit. <laughs> I'm wondering I'm wondering if he didn't properly charge it again. <laughs> uh Jeremy's being hacked, Ashley. Uh, in case you didn't know. <laughs> Sorry, real quick, back to your African family thing. So I'm thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Totally off topic. But, like, I feel that you have very, like, Ace Ventura vibes. And it's, like, Ace Ventura Part 2, and they just keep calling you White Devil. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Uh, two seconds later, that. two seconds later, they actually threw a spear into each of my legs. And I went, uh, 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 and I screamed. Well, it was a good they time. They didn't throw them in your legs. Eric gets fucked in the asshole all the time. There we go. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the the next scene, I kind of I'm trying to kill time to see if Jeremy comes back. Here he is, cool. Because the next scene is the baptism, and I feel like we need to talk about the baptism more than anything. Uh, as Pogo rejoins the audience here, Jeremy is back. Jeremy, did your uh, did your computer get hacked, Jeremy? Yeah, I was hacked again. <laughs> well, welcome back, brother. Welcome back. You know, you know, I I know I started off this broadcast at at least forty five percent battery. I think I need to plug leave it plugged in all the time. So yeah, that probably be, probably does need that. I would say. Um, now, Jeremy, the next part that's coming up is uh, one of my favorite scenes. It's the only one I really wanted to have audio queued up for because it does the sound effects alone make me laugh. Uh, this is where O'Brien is in the little graveyard right next to the church on his knees. He exposes his chest to the monster in front of him. And... As he just starts, the monster starts peeing on him. And uh, I love the, I like that like a lot of it is just hitting him right in the mouth. He's like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> right, I, like to think this, I like to think this was the one part of the movie that Clive Barker really did like. He was like, listen, <laughs> I loved the piss scene. You know that. You know that when I write things, I mean for them to be left in. And I thought the execution of a seven foot monster pissing into a priest's mouth is the exact thing I was looking for here. It's good that to know. 
That was the one thing that was true to my writing. It was very close to what I wrote about the film. <laughs> it's good to know that Rawhead Rex honors the handkerchief in the back pocket. <laughs> Water sports. <laughs> <laughs> Never since the movie Cruising have I loved a film as much as Raw Hedrex. I also enjoy that, like, uh, so the other the other priest Coot is watching in horror, but also is like, wait a minute, how much can this thing piss though? Like he's kind of <laughs> there's a weird wonderment in his eyes. He's like, first of all, how much? I mean, how much piss can this thing hold? Because he's been peeing for like a good ninety seconds right now. I mean, this- he's I'm like. I'm pretty sure if they do like a sequel with like Al Pacino and Al Pacino has the yellow handkerchief and Rawhead walks up to him like, hey, you uh, you're interested in like, oh, no, no. And like, well, what Rawhead's like, why are you wearing the, ha- the handkerchief then, you motherfucker? My, my handkerchief would be I like to watch. Um, but I I, too, am like Rawhead Rex where like I can go a really long time while I'm drinking without breaking the seal. But once I got to go, I just go and go. I'm like a camel. I store it in my hump. <laughs> Hell yeah. So uh, that whole piss scene happens. Now, Coot goes inside. He tries to call the police uh, and says, hello, Reverend. Where are you? Are you at the church? I'm like, no, no I'm calling from some other place. You, you're the police. They're supposed to know who's calling you. This is ridiculous. So uh, he then goes to like this underground Reverend? Little- Reverend, did you just see one of your guys get peed on by a monster? Yeah, did did you see that? And then I I love that uh, he he kind of locks himself in, and then Rawhead Rex just goes full like Limp Biscuit break stuff video, and just starts like, oh shit on this desk, shut up, clears this and like that. And I guess we didn't mention before, Rawhead Rex also has the ability to grow his fingernails like exactly one inch longer. It's I, I love that. I love that hey. they're supposed to look like they're they're like a, I I kept watching I was like man they're gonna like grow really long and they just barely move like this much. Hey, Eric, <laughs> as a woman who has to take biotin to make her nails and hair grow longer and more luscious, don't you shit on him? It's a gift. I'm jealous. <laughs> oh, you, how, I don't know why this this made me think of it, but uh, one of the things that uh, I found this TikTok account. He's like a he's like a guy that talks about like uh, gangs of New York era folks and stuff or like ruffians from that time. So uh, apparently, so Butcher Bill was kind of based on a real person and he was one of the guys that was a master of a fighting style that no longer is practiced anymore and it's called rough and tumble. And are you familiar with rough and tumble fighting? Well, yeah, of course. I'm a woman. <laughs> rough and tumble though. The, the rules, the things that were allowed, it was like striking, grappling, also nail uh you were allowed to scratch with your nails you were allowed to eye gouge fish hook it was basically an anything goes style of fighting they said many of the people that were really good at it what they would do because you could bite claw and do whatever you want he said some of the best ones would actually file their teeth down to be like shark's teeth a lot of times so when you had to fight a rough and tumble guy he could just rip through your flesh with his teeth and they also because i was thinking about the fingernails they would grow their fingernails out 
And as they would grow, they would take it, put it under a candle and blacken them so they would be hard and extra sharp. So they basically had Wolverine death claws that would just like rake you like this. And it was not uncommon for like a, a good rough and tumble fighter to only have one eye currently because he had already lost it early in his career. So Yeah, Eric, why do you think women wear pointy acrylics? It's it's a defense mechanism. Well, you are a rough and tumble lady. I can tell you that. Can't wait. When's the, when's the next when's the next fisticuffs match? I don't know. I've been thinking about some open micers. I might show up and attack this week. I don't know. Oh, nice. Well, check her out very soon. Come into an open mic near you. Shout out Autobar. Get ready to turn up. Um so uh the <laughs> he comes in, he wrecks stuff. Now while the while Father Coot is hiding in like this little hallway, like in there, all of a sudden Father O'Brien shows up, still drenched in monster piss, just just wet with it. And he's just like, You gotta go here. He's like, You gave your life to God. He's like, He is a god. And I'm like, that thing out there is a god. Cause he looks like he's gonna fucking uh maybe rip off like a politician's head on a at a guar show and then shoot loads of uh space uh jizz at you through a big giant cod piece you know he's like a he's like a lower god yeah yeah just like when you guys said he looked like he had some like downs or something mm -hmm. like that's yeah he's he's the one they don't talk about but they only bring him out when they need him yes i am the god of trains um <laughs> I like, hey, I got a good laugh out of Ashley there. So that was good. Um, the uh, event uh, progresses as, uh, I guess, for some reason, Rawhead Rex can't actually enter the church proper. Like, he can't get into, like, the main part of the church, right? Um, but uh, that doesn't stop uh, uh, our friend uh, from the police. He shows up with the police, our main character, Howard, and he... Well, what a lot of people don't know is actually the same rule applies uh, to vampires, rawhead wrecks, and me, which is why I give handies in the parking lot. I don't go into Ooh, the building. Nice. So, what uh, about what about Highlanders too? Oh, Highlanders! You can't fight in there. You're right. You're right. Didn't stop the actual devil though. In uh, end of days, I'll tell you that. So. Oh yeah, and the and the and the Hellraiser guy, he he can actually do sacrifices of himself at the altar. He be doing that. So uh the police show up and so does uh Howard leaves his wife and daughter to go back to the church where uh dying coot tells him that Rawhead is afraid of something in the altar. And uh he's able to get inside the altar, even though it's glowing with weird red light that seems to like be painful. He uses just a regular ass candlestick to lift it up, not a problem at all. The red light goes away and it's just it's just it's just a rock that kind of has a pussy carved into it. Am I wrong on that? Am I the only one that saw that it's just it's like I, it's the world's prehistoric fleshlight here? Um, it's probably it's probably like the worst Call of Duty weapon you can get, and it's only for Malay. Yeah, you know it's like hey, you know you know when you're like a kid and uh, you get those little kits where you can put a little handprint in it. It's like the first one of them. They were like, "What do you do?" He's like, "Put your pussy on it." And then that's this is the the weapon that was been for Rawhead Rex for millennia. Well, so wait, are you saying that Rawhead made this for God and God was like, yeah, put it on the fridge. And then the minute Rawhead leaves, he's like, this is terrible. Put it in one of our shittiest churches to make him feel better. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So uh, in uh, 
so he finally goes out to go uh, confront uh, Rawhead Rex with uh, with the new weapon. Uh, O'Brien repeats uh, uh, retreats to Rawhead uh, to tell him leaving uh, leaving Rawhead displeased. Um, now, as the cops are ready to fire on him, earlier, the main police chief has been hypnotized by Rawhead Rex. He pours a bunch of gasoline out there, blows up most of the cops right before they're about to unload on this thing. Even though it doesn't seem like bullets would work on him anyway, but they needed to take care of the rest of the police. So the police guy takes out all of the cops all at once. Uh, in anger, after that, his... Uh, uh, Howard goes and uh, tries to go confront it. Uh, O'Brien gives himself up to Rawhead Rex, and then, like in this moment of ecstasy, he's just like, "Oh yeah!" And it, I love how cheesy, like the mouth is barely moving. It's like moving in like this weird robotic fashion. It just the second it touches, it just goes, squirts blood. He's like, "Oh yeah!" Like, he's just getting a, a nice jacuzzi massage or whatever. Um, I was I I was trying to figure out. Uh... If the uh, behind the mask was the actual guy's face, but it obviously isn't, but it is uh, a double mask where Rawhead has his teeth on the outside of his mouth, but then there's other teeth on the inside of his mouth, kind of like an alien. Oh. I don't think I realized that. Yeah, I, I, I caught it the first time. I was like, what the heck's that? I thought it was maybe the guy's mask underneath that you can see but no they they made it so he has like double teeth yeah yeah That's yeah cool. uh yeah final design clive uh sorry we couldn't make it look like a giant piece of raw meat penis head but uh we gave him an extra mouth okay <laughs> I, this is not my vision i don't want that and he's like two mouths that's the best we can do for you we give you a two Clive was like i want him to look like a giant penis head he was like, and I want him to pee on other men's faces. Damn it. Wouldn't it be great if the special effects guy, he's like, I worked my hardest. And he pulls out his penis and it actually looks like Rawhead Rex's face. And he's like, you said make it look like this. And he's like, this is this is extraordinary. Can I write a book about your actual penis that looks like a latex rubber mask? See, I would have liked it better if Rawhead did look like a penis and peed on that guy from like... Yeah, from his blowhole, he blowholes him like that, <laughs> like a like a kid holding its thumb over a hose in the summer. <laughs> we do. At, uh, hey, when boys pee outside, that is how we do it, though. We like it. I like to spray. I'm Clive Barker, and I wrote this short story after I got a really bad venereal disease, which I also called my raw head Rex. Rawhead Rex, I got the idea for the story uh, when I uh, when I made love to a cheese grater. Uh, it was one of my first experiences sexually uh, in Liverpool. Uh, and uh, when I was done with it, I said, whew, that's quite a raw head there, Rex. Much, and I couldn't stop like, writing. <laughs> much like that young Jewish kid who the later film came out with American Pie, I had sex with a, with a pie as well, except it was still burning hot from out of the oven. <laughs> Listeners, look, if you don't want to have a raw head Rex, 
Don't be having raw head sex. There Wrap you, that shit up. Wrap it up. Don't have sex with a pie that's been out for 30 seconds. Wait 10 minutes till that thing cools down. Yeah, have my meat pie instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Howard then tries to uh, like hold the thing above his head, but it's not working because the secret ingredient is pregnant women. Uh, so he gets beat up and then finally his wife shows up out of nowhere, holds it up, and it becomes basically the movie Life Force for the next five minutes is like weird <laughs> blue rays go and wrap around Rawhead. He's like, Hoo! and it finally just makes Rawhead Rex look I, maybe just a little bit like older Rawhead Rex. He loses his like pecs. That's the only thing he does. He's like, I'm slightly more withered now. Ah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out for the reboot. And, um, the guy who holds up the, uh, the, um, the ancient uh, idol to try to fight Rawhead, but then all of a sudden he hands it over to Caitlyn Jenner and it <gasps> still doesn't work. What? <laughs> ah, hey, Rawhead Rex, meet the power of woman. Hmm. <laughs> like, comes over just fucking. And he's like, no, you can't have babies. You're not pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn that's pretty good jeremy that's pretty good hold on my daughter's here Susie, quick come talk on the podcast we are live right now we're live say something what do you want moo moo <laughs> oh, hi, what do you need girlfriend what do you need to ask me can I have a, snack? a snack you can eat <laughs> dirt <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding you have whatever you like cutie Not all the sugar, just some. Give her pixie sticks and a Red Bull. Go bring, <laughs> go bring Daddy some Flintstones chewable morphine, please. Okay. Thanks, honey. Tell her if she eats too much sugar, she's gonna lose an eye like some boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he loses a leg, it's gonna be really funny. Um, <laughs> you think he's gonna be really upset when he loses one of his own feet? Or is he just going to jack off onto his own feet? Oh, no. He's going to print one for himself that is going to be the thing yeah. that he jerks off into. In fact, I I, I bet you it saves his seed. He's going to fill it up. He's like, oop, got to empty it again. Oop. <laughs> like it's a Brita filter? Yeah, yeah. Obi-Wan, can you tell me about my father? No, he's more machine than man now. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't take care of his sugar intake, and he lost all of his limbs to diabetes. Ah, oh, the force is strong with this one. Ooh, what, what, what? I'm, I'm recording. You can eat that down here. If you drop one crumb, I'll make you eat it off the ground. Though. <laughs> so he does okay. talk to all women this way. <laughs> it's lovable. I wouldn't really make her eat it off the ground. I would be highly It doesn't matter if they're two or 200. Um, so uh, the, he, he slowly withers away, right? And then falls into like a, a grave that collapses underneath him. And then she just drops the stone and the stone goes in there with him. And that brings us to uh, almost a conclusion, except uh, uh, 
somebody goes back in the final scene and a boy from the trailer park places uh, flowers at uh, on Andy Johnson's grave and he walks away. But it's Rawhead Rex. He's super alive still and he looks better than ever. So Rawhead Rex lives for a sequel that never got made. Uh, <laughs> that was, uh, and that brings us to an end of Rawhead Rex. Ashley, your final thoughts on Rawhead Rex. Um, you know, big Clive Barker fan. I I love this movie because it it's good, but it's also not good. It's just everything in between. Um, do I find it a little sexually titillating? Do I love ugly men? Of course. Fuck yeah. Uh, and Jeremy, for your pick of the week, give us your final thoughts on Clive Barker's Rawhead Rex. Uh, I kind of put uh, Rawhead Rex just above uh, Freddy Krueger. Michael Myers and um, and uh, who that other one was, because because he's funny and wacky and he's like a wacky demon and he doesn't say anything because the coolest monsters don't say anything and Michael Myers barely says anything except when he tears his mask off and he goes ah cha cha cha. <laughs> I remember that. That was part six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he has like, he had a comical cigar that he was smoking underneath the mask this entire time. Like, ah. But uh, yeah, I'd still say this is better than Hellraiser Ten. So ah, Hellraiser Ten, Hellraiser more in space. Um, uh, Hellraiser yeah. goes to Washington, and Hellraiser goes to college. Yeah, so. yeah. Hell, Hell Wilder. That's actually what that one's called. Um, so uh, what do you mean? I've been a demon for thousands of years in hell. What do you mean I have to go back to school? He was a Cenobite. Set- as, as Pinhead goes back to college. This is his. This is Pinhead. He was the, he was Hell's right hand man. But now, can he get his GED in ninety days? <laughs> and he has he still has like a he definitely has a he, he, we got the guy who plays kumar from harold and kumar he was just like listen man you got to study for this or we can go have a sick party <laughs> and, the, and, the, just, and the best part is when pinhead gets it gets yelled at by sam kennison yeah yeah why do you think you're here i'm here to make people suffer and fade i am pain ah! <laughs> Were you ever in Nam? I'll tell you about real hell. <laughs> oh man! But no, I like uh. So I remember uh, seeing parts of Rawhead Rex when Jeremy would watch it in the basement. I think he had a VHS copy of this of Rawhead Rex, and uh, I definitely remember walking in and seeing that and thinking like. That, that fucking monster head that's too scary for me like i can't i can't even look at this thing right now uh and now when i watch it uh couldn't be a guy in a rubber mask at all that it's still yeah. real to me it's still real so uh but overall it's a good one not clive barker's i wouldn't even put it as any of my favorite clive barker anythings but uh i did enjoy the movie it's horrible acting and uh and father o'brien saving the movie uh scene after scene and honestly still my favorite piss shot in a movie I also put it in my top five Irish movies of all time. This and Train Spot. It's Rawhead Rex and Train Spotting, or you're one and two. <laughs> and the commitments. Yeah. So. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I like you and McGregor. I thought you played a great heroin addict. Rawhead Rex. It's in my it's in my Mount Rushmore of Irish films. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't, I don't really see that many Irish films, so I guess it's my top five. So <laughs> It's all five Irish movies you've seen. I mean, I guess Downtown Abbey, does it have an Irish person in it? I think so. And you haven't watched it, though. I like that you call it Downtown. It's Downtown Abbey. I'm from yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, I'm everywhere. The Grove Social Towers where I pick up most of my tricks. Yeah, you stay away <laughs> from those 5D towers. They'll make you gay. <laughs> anyway, that uh, that brings us to an end of uh, Rawhead Rex. Tune in again next week. Ashley, where can people find you at? Tell us what's going on in your life. Um, not going to do that. Um, you can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Labs. Um, you can catch me, uh, this episode comes out Monday, you can catch me at Old Line Whiskey, hosting with Mike Quinlan, Rob Mayer, um, all that June 9th. Fuck yeah, go check that shit out. Uh, I am over my big, all my big shows, but I got some stuff coming up. Oh, I'll be in York, PA this week. So, so come on out to that Friday, me and Rob Mayer will be there. Um, look at uh, you and me, we're just robbing and robbing it up. Uh, all things Eric Comedy, EricComedy.com. Uh, to find links and tickets and all that shit. Jeremy, take us out of here. This is Rawhead Rex. Rawhead Rex. Rawhead Rex. Global flu. Come a time, come a fly. Winter time. Winter time.